That's right. It's uh, it's us, the Gem Girls, who are back, back, back again to back our frontal butts, otherwise known as the mouths, right into your audio <laughs> anuses, the ears, obviously, <laughs> for some more unnecessary jibber-jabber and uninformed commentary on Canada's drag race as we continue our extended break from the gem of it all slash shitty 80s cartoons. I am one half of this duo you all actually missed, Orphus Jones. And I'm the one whose grating voice you couldn't get out of your head even after we missed an episode, Hakuna Matitis. And today we are doing the time warp back to a bygone era of carefree adolescence where everything was amazing and wonderful, otherwise known as high school. JK, high school was only fun if you were a hetero because for us mega queers, it was rough as hell. Yeah, rough stuff all around, and who can forget the ever-present anxiety someone was going to find out you were into geishas slash butt stuff. Yeah. The awkward standing at the far side of the room while all the straight monkeys were making out. Gross. Uh, so gross. Readers. So gross. The Oscar-worthy daily performance of trying to play it hetero that wasn't really fooling anyone, except, you know, I mean, I feel like I fooled a few people. <laughs> uh, this is what I tell myself when I try to go to sleep at night, going over all the weird shit that I did in high school. Uh, overall, My truly, God. truly dark times. At least for dinosaurs like us, because apparently high school is kind of chill for queer kids these days. Um, that is certainly the sort of takeaway from this week's episode of Canada's Drag Race, succinctly titled Prom, where the queens are tasked with transforming a high schooler into a member of their drag family. It's two of our favorite things, child exploitation and drag. Yeah, it really is. And uh, <laughs> I'm a mash made in heaven, truly. So Truly. Truly. Which queen will be the true mother hen? Who will attain the title of, but I'm a cool mom? And which will pull a Jerrica Benton and use their youth solely for personal gain? Uh, always a solid move. Yeah, hopefully all of them. If I smart. would hope so. I, exactly. If a bitch knows how to play the game. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's find out. Chicas, Chicos, and Chic Xs. Uh, before we begin, though, I do want to take a moment to address last week's episode because we did miss yes. the roast episode. I know everyone was, like, really disappointed by They that. were like, whoa, gym girls, where are you at? Uh, I need the IV in ASAP with your commentary. Right. Said, yeah, said no one at all. Um, <laughs> I said it. Uh, yeah, I'm saying it right now. I stand by it. I said it, and I stand by it. <laughs> Anyways, last week's episode, some things that I really wanted to bring up was just Kendall did surprisingly well, even though I yes. personally thought Isis was a lot funnier. Um, yes. And Kendall's runway was, like, pretty trash, uh, which we see in this episode, actually, for a moment. Um, <laughs> and I just want to also just talk about the train wreck that was Kimora Moore. And yes. we talked, I think, the episode before last or at some point in our coverage about how Kimora 
sounds like she's gonna be funny until you realize, oh, okay, I guess you're just kind of loud or something. And I thought last week's episode was a very good indication of that. But the thing is, some of the things she said were funny. But it was just her delivery being very one note and having no peaks and valleys. It was just her shouting. Yeah, she was almost mean about it. Which yeah, I guess she was took super the, mean. Yeah, which took the humor out of it entirely. Um, but also, the lip sync, dude. The lip sync. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh, it was hard to watch. Why would she do that? Like, she said she did whatever came to her mind, but that's what came to your mind? Yeah, I, it was weird. I, I appreciated my girl Brug, big time Brugel, saying, like, that was weird as shit. Uh, and if I was Gia in that moment, I'd be furious with that lady. I'd be like, Kamora, what were you doing? Yeah, but in the end, like, how angry can you be? Because she ended up going home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of sealed her own fate. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird episode. I can't even remember what the lip sync song was. It was B44's If You Get Down On Me. Oh, my God. That could have been so good. If you get down on me, I'll get down down on on you. you. Dude, that song is, like, Canadian masterpiece. Yes, and it should have been done better. I Way agree. better. It Way better. been amazing. Could have been, should have been. I think both Gia and Kendall, not Kendall, Gia and Kimora let us down on that lip sync. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, that episode, that episode was pretty interesting, I would say. Um, as to your point about Isis being funnier, she was, she just went over her time and didn't get to Brooklyn. Right, so, which I, I understand there are parameters for the competition itself, and they still praised her on doing a really good job, but it was just, like, I don't know, it's like it's a comedy challenge, and the, the job is to be funny, and I thought she was just purely funnier. Right, yeah, for sure. But I, I, was, but I get why she lost points for it. Yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised by Kendall's performance, and I was... Honestly, I left this episode, this week's episode, pleasantly surprised by Kendall as well. I actually think she's a really great person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually, I like Kendall quite a bit as a person slash queen. I think she's a pretty good performer. Like, her in the Rusical yeah. was really good. Obviously, you know, the roast, as we just mentioned. My only thing with Kendall, and one of the maybe reasons why I'm a little apprehensive to saying she should be in the top three is that... Her, like, her, her her aesthetic is not really on point all the time. No, it's a lot of body, a lot of padding, and a lot of body suits, and a lot of poorly made body suits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With, with um, like, stockings that don't match her skin, skin tone, and people have yeah, called her yeah, out yeah. for her breastplate as well, not matching her skin tone. Um, it's just a little bit rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's some polish that needs to be applied. Uh, before we move on, I also want to get back to the B44 of it all. Because, <laughs> so, I think this still exists, but I don't watch fucking cable television anymore. But there used to be that channel that would tell you what's on the other channels. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like TV Guide or whatever. Yeah, but like, I, I don't know if there was necessarily TV Guide. and Maybe it was an Ontario-specific thing, but regardless... There was, like, the channels, like, Channel 3, and it would tell you what's on the other channels. Yes, I remember that channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would often have, you know, ads from local businesses or, you know, businesses in the area that I guess you were watching from. And one was from, I think it's Hakeem Optical. I could be wrong. It was some sort of eyeglasses wearing place. 
and their ad featured B44. And it was like, B44 shops here. And I had a photo <laughs> of them in the eyeglasses shop wearing their, like, I don't know, 90s Beach Boy shades. Yes. And it was, I mean, it was everything, but it was also nothing. It was like, <laughs> wow. I'm embarrassed for everyone involved in this advert. I'm embarrassed for Hakeem Optical. I'm embarrassed for B44. I'm embarrassed for the channels showing me what's on these ch- other channels. What are you saying? I would love to have the same glasses as B44. Yeah, all right, sure. Uh, not me, not me. <laughs> I want, I mean, I love B44, but I don't need to be, uh, my, eye, my eyeballs don't need to be looking through the same window panes of B44. I do. I want to see through their eyes. I want to see what they see, you know? That <laughs> they're probably before like, They're probably like all old and like grimy now. Old Guidos. Oh, definitely. I mean, who knows? They could be like stand-up chaps. You never know. Yeah, you could be an old Guido <laughs> and still be a stand-up chap. For sure. Um, they could be a completely different type of chap, too. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, B44, we hardly knew ye, and <laughs> still don't, slash probably for the best. You, They could have a movie called, like, B44, Before and After. Oh! Or like <laughs> <laughs> B44, Before the Four. <laughs> and it would be maybe a golf-based movie? Um, B44, Forever... Uh, something, I don't know. Yeah. With yeah, a four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe B44 Forevermore, which would be their comeback <laughs> tour. B44 colon Forevermore colon the comeback tour. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, B44, give us a ring. Obviously, we got ideas. Uh, B44 The Fourth Dimension. Uh, B44, may the B44th be with you. <laughs> That's a good one to end on, I think. <laughs> I agree we should really move on. <laughs> anyway, so we're in this episode now. Yeah, we Kimura's gone. People are sad. Mm-hmm, the usual mm-hmm. garbage. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, They celebrate being on top five. Which we can officially... Celebrating. <laughs> we can officially start saying top. We can okay, say... But the, you can say top five. But you're right. They, they done been celebrating top... Since top eight. Right, and every time it's Gia saying it, like, it's, oh, it's a top eight, it's a top seven, it's a top ten, like... Yeah, yeah, that is true, it's always Gia, you're right. I mean, you gotta celebrate where you are, you know? Like, every day is, an, is, a, is a, an accomplishment. Yeah, 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 but also every day is exactly the same, so whatever. <laughs> it's true. Um, anyway, we cut to oh, the no, mini no. challenge. Before we get to the, before we move on officially from the last episode slash this little, uh, Kimura being gone thing, I also wanted to bring up Pathea's centaur look. Amazing. Oh my God. It was so good. Like, um, truly amazing. And it, it kind of got me thinking, I do think Isis and Pathea are on a, uh, similar playing field when it comes to the runway looks that they've brought. But yes. I mm-hmm. do. I think Pathia has maybe had more iconic looks, like her two-headed lady thing. Amazing. Yes. The centaur. Amazing. Maybe those are the only two ones that really pop out in my head. Uh, but yeah. those are two very, very strong runway presentations. 
Yeah, I kind of forget her other outfits right now, but I will say the main difference between the two of them is that Bethia seems to do more costumes and Isis seems to lean more towards fashion. Although that's not always true. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Or if maybe less of Pathea is more costume, but Pathea's are definitely more conceptual. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, Pythia is great. She's stunk in the challenge, like, but I wasn't expecting her to be good. Oh, in, in the roast challenge? Yeah, everyone, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see her, she was gonna crash and burn, and we all knew it. But the centaur, give me more, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, okay, so we're moving on to this episode, finally. Finally. And we get a Fido-sponsored phone call segment from home. Oh, it was sponsored by Fido? I didn't catch that. Really? They let you know if you die. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think I've been watching Drag Race so long that I just tune out all the blatant ad sponsors. Well, not only was it Fido, but it was like Fido with their logo colored in with the rainbow flag. Oh, I hate that. Uh, <laughs> actually, now that you mention it, in between the phone calls, there was a little house thing that kept changing colors. And yeah. I didn't know what that was, but I guess now that I think about it, it's the Fido logo with the... And they're ganging it up. Right. So in this segment, they're forgoing the traditional, like, puppet imitation segment for a heartfelt, you know, let's call home and have a cry fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think they're not going to do the puppets at all? I mean, maybe they'll do the puppets. But I I just say that because someone was like, oh, I thought we were going to do puppets today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Which you are correct. I mean, most of this episode was a cry fest. This part was a cry fest for show. But I mean, it was touching. It was. It touching. was. It was. Parts of it were touching. Um, <laughs> certain parts. But I want to hear it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get there. Touching. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, although I just do want to say that I do, like, in terms of treating the contestants as humans, I think this was a nice gesture of being like, hey, you haven't been able to see your loved ones. So let's have you talk with them and then film it for our own benefit. But I still, I, I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it was good. Gia's mom was there. Dude, Gia's mom was like, Gia's mom. It was like, like, oh yeah, you sprung from this bitch's loins because you're giving me the same overly positive energy. Yeah. It's, relax, lady. Just fucking Relax. Um, yeah. But lovely to see you love your child. Right, right. it was cute. It was cute. I was just very much in my head. I was like, yeah, that looks, you're almost the same person. I get where Gia gets it from. Um, next, we have Adriana's hot Quebecois boyfriend. He was kind of um, hot, right? Yeah, he was good looking. Um, and he apparently makes a lot of her looks. And, you know, they had a moment. It was yeah, fine. Sure. It was fine. I, I, I laughed at, because the second time I watched it, he said, don't come don't come back too soon. And I was like, oh, honey, I got some bad news. <laughs> Aww. Oh. Um, next we have, actually, at this point, okay. So Adriana, at some point in all of this, throws shade at Brooklyn for her plastic surgery. And... Why, like, this joke is so tired to me, especially after the roast. And none of the plastic surgery jokes, like, Brooklyn laughed at. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, a bitch doesn't like it, you can tell. Yeah. Um, anyway, hopefully we'll retire those. Yeah, because it's also, like, ugh, fucking every, every drag queen who's been on RuPaul's Drag Race afterwards gets work done. Right. 
I'm like, why wouldn't you? It'll make your face look better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they call them all-star lips for a reason. <laughs> if you could get something done, would you? Yeah, I've actually actively considered it as well. I still might. What do you want done, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, I do mind, but I'll answer because I'm being put on the spot right now. And I'm going to be brave <laughs> and vulnerable. Um, no, 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 no. So... One of the weird, like, vestiges of being, like, a really fat kid is, like, I hold weight in weird places. So I have, like, pockets of fat on my my lower back. Like, they're basically love handles. And even mm-hmm. though the rest of me is, like, thin, uh, those have, like, never gone away. So I would really like to just, like, live a life where I don't have those and have, like, a nice smooth back. And I've always thought about it, like, I can just get that removed because... Like, I don't, like, I don't think I need to, I don't need to lose more weight, but I just happen to hold weight there, and I don't want to anymore. Got it. Um, I think I've thought about getting a boob job, but the thing is, they feel hard, you know? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I don't know, I've, I've, uh, I've never encountered many people who have had a boob job, but I feel like the technology must be there where, like... It's got to be pretty uh, comparable to the real thing, no? Yeah. I have no idea. But I'm too poor right now to That's afford one. Far too poor. Far too poor. Uh, yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. But anyway, moving on. Um, so we have some other people who get calls. Kendall's girlfriend, who Kendall says changed her life, and they seem to really love each other, which is nice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was a cute moment. I'm also, I mean, this is just like, I mean, maybe it's like a creepy interest, but I'm always kind of interested when like a gay guy dates a trans woman because a part of me is like, well, don't you still kind of crave that dick though? I mean, trans women could still have penises. Of course, of course, but I'm I'm assuming at one point. His girlfriend is probably going... I actually, I, I maybe I'm assuming things. I don't know what stage of transition she's at or what stage she actually wants to get to. But I would assume that she probably may get bottom surgery at some point. And then, yeah, I don't know. What if you crave that dick? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to say. I would assume, like, one challenging thing is... I don't know what how Kendall identified pre his girlfriend transitioning but like change like the shift in your identity and how you think about yourself as not no longer a gay man but a queer person and like how maybe not everyone would be so into embracing that yeah no no no, no. I think it it speaks to Kendall being very open-minded and all this I also think it speaks to the relationship that they have is obviously based on a lot of unconditional love because I do think that would be very difficult for any couple to go through. And yeah, you'd have to be like really in love with the person to kind of also, because if you're their partner, you're kind of also going through that transition as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, Isis's mom is there and Isis's mom lives for Isis. 
True, and also, like, Isis's mom, like, you can tell that I- Isis comes from, like, a lower socioeconomic background, like, rough Ottawa, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it out like I sees it, <laughs> because Isis's mom had, like, you know, meth head teeth, I'm gonna say it. Oh my god, oh my god. Um... Yeah. Um, but listen, the exchange with her mom, I actually teared up a bit. I was like, this is cute as fuck. Yeah. And Isis herself alludes to sort of a troubled past. Yeah, um, yeah. She gets into it kind of, later of like, you know, mental health issues and self-harm. Right. I wasn't entirely sure if she meant that she was like, by exerting control over her body, if she meant, like, cutting or solely suicide, or if she, like, also got into drugs. That I'm not sure. Well, I mean, she kept it, like, vague, I guess, for a reason. I took it, like, to a self-harm approach, where Mm -hmm. maybe it started as cutting and then led to maybe an involuntary suicide attempt, and that's what led to her being hospitalized, and it seems to be what she was referencing as institutionalized for a period of time. Um, But... All of that, it, it kind of made me like Isis more. I was like, yo, you went through some shit. You're a better person for it now, and you're willing to at least talk about it. It was all good. Yeah, I really... Isis and Kendall emerged as my two favorites. Well, I mean, they were... Isis was always kind of my favorite. Um, but Kendall as well, how they dealt with, um, like, the people in their lives and how they interacted with their teens. I really appreciated and just like learning more about their own stories and what's important to them. I found really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like interesting is like the word for it. Cause they it's their stories are interesting. And maybe that's one of the reasons why we always kind of say how the Queens haven't been necessarily as that charismatic or that engaging because uh, they haven't had very interesting stories. Like, I'm trying to think of reasons I like Pathea outside of her doing really good looks. And, you know, she doesn't really bring a lot to the table in terms of her personal narrative. No, there's no narrative there. And I think, I don't know if that's because the queens aren't charismatic uh, or if because the producers didn't know what story to tell for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, because we don't have any big redemption arcs. We don't have any big drama. So it's kind of hard to manufacture storylines. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, and speaking of Pathia, we see her boyfriend who has like an eye patch or something. Ginger. <laughs> I didn't care about it. Yeah, it wasn't as touching. Following like Isis and yeah, Kendall. Yeah, exactly. Like... It was like, oh, okay, your fucking ginger boyfriend has an eye patch. Could be a pirate. I actually don't even care. <laughs> And then we end the segment with thank you to your friends at Fido. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. I guess I like straight up for real purged that element from my brain because I did two times watching it did not catch Fido. It's just like the corporate, the corporatization of these very intimate moments like really gets me. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh <laughs> This is coming from the show that offers a sickening supply of beauty products from Shoppers Drug Mart. Shoppers was all up in this episode, too. I know, it's true. And, like, they almost always are, which I, again, love the shadow character that is Shoppers Drug Mart. (laughs) But it's a lot. Yeah, it is so very much. Um, So the challenge is revealed as a prom makeover for LGBTQ high schoolers. 
And this is just such an amazing thing to go through in high school, like being on RuPaul's Drag Race and getting a makeover by drag queens. I'm so jealous of them. A hundred percent. I would have loved this. Do they say that all this, all the kids are queer? I think so. Yeah. Because I would, I thought maybe the like the brown girl and one of the dudes maybe. Like, I don't know, kind of straight. I, I must have missed that in the first time watching through. It makes more sense if they're all queer kids, obviously. Yeah, there are two. Uh, so, Adriana's Belladonna teen uh, and Clover, Pythia's teen, were both non-binary. And then, um, I don't know, one, definitely two of the guys were gay. And then both, okay, both of the guys were gay. Then there the, was a the trans, trans girl. Uh, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Um, when they were introducing the this challenge, actually, the like, yeah, the, basically the makeover challenge with the high school kids, mm-hmm. I do appreciate the line where they're like, it's already gotten better because I actually do have a lot of issues with that whole Trevor Project line of, quote-unquote, it gets better. Uh, mainly because I think it kind of instills a sense of complacency of, oh, let's not make life better for at-risk teens now because once they age out of high school, it'll get better for them. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It's true. Um, yeah, Because like, also, like, sometimes it doesn't get better. Sometimes it, like, stays the same <laughs> or is equally shitty. Or gets worse. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Um, yeah, that's a good point. It's it's nice to see that these kids can just be who they are uh, so young, but I'm sure they also experience shit. Oh, of course, of course. Like as like as much as we like to say, like oh, you know, Gen Z and all that crap, they're so accepting. Like it's not like that outside of you know major urban centers, and high schoolers are still you know the trash of the world. Right. Exactly. Um, so anyway, Kendall gets to choose, uh, gets to pair off everyone and she's super congenial about it she's basically like look i want these kids to have a great experience i want them to feel the best so i'm gonna match them with people i think would bring out the best in them which is really sweet very sweet and i think she does a good job in matching everybody up um there's ethan i think he goes with kendall okay and then there's I the don't know their real names. I, I I got all of them except for Belladonna. Belladonna goes with Adriana, which is fun yes. as almost a rhyme. Uh, there's a dude Ethan. I think he goes with Kendall. There's a guy named Friday, which is actually a pretty cool name that goes with Gia. Michaela is the trans girl who goes with Isis, and then there's Clover, who goes with Bethia. And Clover, look, I'm gonna say it a little terrifying. <laughs> well, I I disagree, people. I don't think Clover is creepy. This is totally on orifice. You're going to tell me to my face, which is not in front of you, but my <laughs> audio face, that you didn't think Clover was a little creepy. Not really. I thought they, I thought they were just a kid, you know? Yeah, all right. Kids are, kids are inherently creepy. Like, let's just state it as it is you, you know what actually you make a good point and i think maybe that's what creeped me out a little bit of clover was they were a little bit more i think they had a more youthful face than some of the other kids i i don't know look mm. clover gave me the creeps there's not much more i can say 
Um, yeah, and maybe you should have ta- stopped talking about it. Probably should time. stop saying it. Probably should stop saying it. That being said, though, I uh, like I said, I do think they're a cool person, and all the stories that they told were like they were cool. And I was like, okay, cool. We're like, yeah, yeah, they were cool. They had a point of view. Which yeah, really yeah, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. I was a teen, I had no point of view. I mean, I had a point of view, but like, it wasn't a good one. Yeah, exactly. I was probably I was I don't know. I was a little shit in high school. Uh, Anyway, um, so we do the walk around in the dressing room, Usual in the work bullshit. room. Yeah, um, we learned that Kendall's person cannot walk in heels at all. Uh, they're doing some sort of like, you know, Kardashian thing. He will be called Stormy Gender, uh, like Kylie's daughter. There's uh, like, they have a moment where like, it's a reference to, and I was like, I like, you lost me. It's a reference to... <laughs> One of the Kardashians' real names, but not what they're actually known as now. What? Uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's some hardcore Kardashian lore that I was, like, not here for. Uh, anyway, uh, Pythia is talking to her kid, Clover, about being non-binary and how they really want their drag to reflect, uh, you know, non-binary gender expression uh which is cool and then we have gia who is doing that tall one the tall model guy oh right electric metric right right right. he is a model yeah he uh, he said he said he's a model he's a good looking guy yeah electric metric is a cool name too yes um isis is working really well with michaela i think that's her name yo yeah her name is michaela and also already came in as a drag queen where I was like, right? this is a little unfair. And also, well, Isis mentioned that she had her drag, like, merchandise in her car in the parking <laughs> lot. I think she was joking. I think that was a joke. You think so? I thought it, I took it as a joke. If it was for realsies, girls even better. I mean, yeah, like, she came prepared. Like, exactly. this is, like, exactly. that walk was insane. Dude, and also... Yeah. I think Isis, honestly, even though she was in the bottom, spoiler, uh, she did an amazing job on her transformation. Unreal. And yeah, I guess we'll get to this later. But when it comes to how good they looked and how they, how both of them looked amazing, I think Isis was on par with Pathea. The other, like Kendall and Gia and Adriana, it's like, they look like drag queens, and they had these really rough children with them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Pathea and Michaela looked unreal. Like, they both looked amazing. And so did Pathea and Clover. Uh, yes. But the other fucking six, it is six, yeah, uh, they weren't looking so cute. Okay, I will say though, I loved Kendall's Flintstones meets Chris Jetter meets, meets Mark Simpson. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it too. Look, all the queens looked fine, except for maybe Adriana, but the the teens were all looking pretty rough stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean. They were living for it, so that's that's good for them. Yeah, I was excited that they were excited, but if I, you know, with my my critical eye, uh, very critical, super critical. <laughs> yeah, critical you don't head. say. Uh, 
I would say, like, yeah, they they didn't look that look the best. That, but again, no. like part of the challenge was like making an outfit. So I don't even actually know if we mentioned this. Like they also have to make the outfit for these teenagers. Mm-hmm. So they're, it's essentially a design challenge as well as a makeup challenge, uh, as well as a, like a runway presentation challenge because they have to like, well, at least most of the girls kind of like worked out like a runway narrative to kind of tie it all together. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it, there's a lot of things going on and I understand why the other Queens' uh, teens didn't look as good as Pathea's or Isis's, but I did think Isis should have got extra points for the fact that they both looked amazing. Yeah. I mean, the judging is always so arbitrary, right? Like, do you judge them based on them both looking good, or do you judge them based on the assignment, which was, like, creating some sort of mother-daughter narrative? Yeah, yeah, and and you're right, and at the end of the episode, I didn't necessarily not understand the judging, or, like, was up in arms about it. It was just my kind of person, because I understood where they were coming from, and I, I agree with it on a lot of fronts, but I was personally just a little bit like, oh, but Isis looked so good. Yeah, she really did. I liked her wig situation. Yeah, 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 the whole situation. And she knows how to paint. Like, Michaela's face looked amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um... Anyway, uh, we learn that Mitsu, who's a Quebecois singer, is the guest judge. Right, uh, right, right, right. Uh, don't know which who she is. I honestly think you would know, like, the, the song at the end was a Mitsu song, and I'm, I've heard that a million times. I think like, there are songs of hers that you would know without you know actually knowing you know them, you know? Mm. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I know. I know uh, you know. But do you know? Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, so Brooklyn's look, which I loved, I love a good long arm sash, and it was Uh, um, all blue and, like, a great wig, but was it a reference to anything? Probably, but I didn't get the reference. Neither did I, but I did think she looked great. Um, I do, before we even go to the runway, I do want to talk about Brooklyn coaching them on how to walk, because this was great, and Brooklyn really served. Yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of skipped over it. I was like, all right, yeah, it's like the usual crap. They're having their moments. Uh, yeah, for it sure. Was, it, I just... Brooklyn, you know, bitch knows how to walk. She does know how to walk. And also, Michaela really knows how to walk. Yeah, yeah. Which like... was, uh, that was a part of the whole, like, maybe this is a little unfair because this girl, like, knows how to walk in heels already. Yeah, but she still didn't win. You know what I mean? Like, that is true. It that is clearly true. didn't l- result in anything competition-wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is true. I guess, like, with these types of challenges, it almost, like, never really matters what the participant looks like. Uh, they're really, yeah, they're really being judged on did it, you know, all tie together and all that kind of crap. Anyways. And I also think that the point of this episode was like less about like who makes a good drag queen and more about the mentorship aspect between the two people. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Yeah. That relationship. I don't know. I suppose. I suppose. Um, and again, yeah, no, I, I agreed with all the judging anyways. Anyways. Uh, the, what else did you want to talk about with the, the Brooklyn walk? Oh, that's all. I just want to be like, she walked good. She did walk good. She did. She walked real good. Uh, she walked real good. She she could walk walk all over me any day. Uh, I'd be into that too. Anyways, back on, (laughs) back on the main stage, 
Canada's Drag Race, where we have Brooklyn wearing a lot of blue. Uh, yes. Arm Flourish Watch, when she presents everything, we get a little like, kind of like disco arm pointing. Yes. Um, honestly, she could stop with that now. I I like an arm <laughs> flourish. It's just, it's gotten to the point where she's doing one every episode. So I want to, the only thing that I ask now is for there to be a little bit more wow factor. Like, I want the last three episodes, I want a backflip for one. I want, like, a cartwheel while throwing knives one. I want a trapeze or, like, jumping off of, like, a tall building one. Like I've said before, I want her to have multiple arms that just sprout out of her back and, like, all do the arm flourish. At the right. I, for- I forgot to add my last one was spider- <laughs> six-man Spider-Man one. Six-arm Spider-Man one. Or she's, like, wearing a giant trench coat full of prosthetic arms <laughs> and she's, like, sur- like throwing them out. <laughs> that would be super chill where it was a little bit action movie about it. And, at the, like, right before she says, you know, winner, the final arm flourish, she just rips over the trench coat and starts launching arms. <laughs> and it all goes slow-mo. And you see every arm hit into, like, Brad Goreski. And then, like, <laughs> Amanda Bruggs takes one to the face. And then, win. Yeah. Like, if the arms could just slap them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love it. I would love it. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many things you could do. Like, arms are pretty wild. Like, you could really go buck wild. You know? Yeah, dude. Did you know that... Um, it's Armageddon. <laughs> that is not what I was going to say, but you're right. It is Armageddon. Armageddon, go on, get out of here. <laughs> Armageddon, I got it. Uh, Armageddon on uh, all night long. Awesome. But what were you going to say? What was I going to say? Shit, I was going to make up some other stupid joke that wasn't as good. Uh... Oh, I was going to say, like, do you know that arms were, like, are used in fisting? Which I guess now that I say it is, like, not even funny. I was I was hoping it was going to be something, but I don't think it got there. It's okay. We're full of half-baked ideas here at Gem Girls. <laughs> it's literally our podcast concept. Basically, we come up with half-baked ideas while we're half-baked. Exactly. We're fully baked. And then, yeah. uh, well, I mean, I'm going to say three-quarters at least. Uh, <laughs> and then we half-bake those, and then they got a half-baked, half-baked. Half-baked potatoes. (laughs) We're always serving half-baked, half-baked potatoes. I don't even understand that one. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. It's sometimes fun to repeat words in sequence. (laughs) Giving you that half-baked, half-baked flow. Exactly, exactly. Fischau. Fischau. You know. You know. Uh, I know. Yeah. We all know. Anyway, um, basically, we get to this fucking... We should just the talk runway. about this We're runway. We're on the runway. We're on the runway. Category is Cool Mom. Cool Mom. Let's break it down for you. Kendall looks great. Stormy's outfit is very shoddy. Um, it's yeah. shoddily made. Shoddily and made. I do not think that the dress uh, flattered the kids' proportions. Zero percent. Like, lady was looking a little mainly. <laughs> like somehow like actually though it was like it was a weird thing because 
I saw, I forget what the guy's name is, uh, Ethan or something. Anyway, Stormy, when you saw him previously, looked like a normally proportioned dude. And I was like, oh, he'll probably, like, turn into a great, you know, drag queen. Or, like, lady, right. like, a, like a lady-looking type. But he looked more manly as a drag queen, somehow. Yeah, I think the shoulders, like, they, she should have done something to... Um, you know, disguise the shoulders a little bit. Yeah, it was bit. it was the arm situation. The arms were looking like, whoo. Uh, I mean, the, the kids show. jacked. Good. Yeah, for him. exactly. I was I was into it, but I was like, I didn't notice this before, Ethan. Don't come out here. <laughs> Take me to the gun show without an invitation. I need to buy tickets. You can't to the just say show. you were into it. I I guess I can. He I guess he's underage. That's creepy. <laughs> but you were into like how in shape he was for his own benefit. Yeah, I was into the, you know, the self-improvement element of it. (laughs) Obviously. Was that not obvious? I mean, I just, you know what? It is obvious. It was, you know, totally obvious. obvious, bro. Uh... (laughs) I'm ovulating. (laughs) Ovulating. Uh, Yeah, I'll use that. I'm going to steal that one right now. I'm very eager to hear what context that'll be dropped in. Quite honestly, Hakuna, it will not happen for like two and a half years. But I then, I'll re- someone will say ovulating, and then I'll remember ovulating, think it was my idea, and then use it. And then <laughs> you'll be like, oh, here we are. The moment Several of Several years have passed, yes. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful. Anyway. Uh, anyways, um, I actually think first on the runway was Isis and Ruby Couture. Uh, right. And so the main judges critique, and they're in kind of a, uh, Isis is kind of giving a little bit of share, almost like kind of flappers vibe as well, or flapper, yeah. I think, simil- uh, singular. And it's like all blue and kind of like drapey. She looks really, really cool. If anyone listening, which no one's listening, but the Pokemon Altaria, she's giving me, like, Altaria energy. You can Google that later. Uh, yeah, I'll Google that later. I you probably won't. Um, and, Ruby, <laughs> and Ruby slash Michaela looks amazing as well. Like, the dress Isis yes. made is fantastic. And the gloves. And, yeah, it's so perfectly accessorized. And it yeah. fits her so well. Yeah. It and was some crown. good stuff. And the crown. Uh, she was, yeah, yeah, like... Red goddess prom queen. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Um, then we have... Who do we have next? Uh, uh, Adriana and Belladonna. Oh, Belladonna was her drag name. It wasn't her real name. Yeah, uh, I think her real... Their real name, sorry, was Friday. Friday! Okay, Friday was her. I guess I just assumed Friday was one of the guys, which is gender normative of me and not good. That was heter- that was totally heteronormative of me, if anything. For sure. Uh, and Friday's a really cool name, like you Such said. Such a cool name. You know, okay, you know the book Robinson Crusoe? I've never read it, but I'm aware of the book. Yeah, so like this uh, guy, English guy in the 18th century gets shipwrecked on an island in the Caribbean. Getting shipwrecked like- in the Caribbean? <laughs> hey Hey, I know how it goes. Anyways, continue, sorry. And uh, he basically, like, survives for many years until he, alone, until he meets a local indigenous person who he calls Friday, and Friday becomes his slave. Oh. (laughs) Oh, um. (laughs) 
I actually thought that was going to a much more positive place. No. But, uh, that's no. Terrible. That's the association. Okay, I love the name Friday. I think it's cool. I like the name Wednesday, too. Me, too. Wednesday uh, Adam, like, represent. Of course. But, like, that's the main association with that name I have. Okay, yeah. One, before <laughs> we move on, I want to say Morticia Adams slash the actress in Adam's family, drag queen. Like, that character yes. is a drag queen. Uh, two, is that where the, like, the phrase, like, My Girl Friday comes from? Because I, I know that as, like, a also a thing in popular culture, but I don't know my what the sort- My Girl Friday. Yeah, like, My Girl Friday. I'm going to, I guess I'll have to juju it now. Um, yeah, I'm honestly not sure about that. Uh, I've never heard that expression. Oh, it's a His Girl Friday is a 1940s film, a screwball comedy directed by Howard Hawks, starring Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell, uh, featuring Whoa. some other people, uh, described <laughs> by Jujul as, when hard-charging New York newspaper editor Walter Burns discovers that his ex-wife, investigative reporter Hildy Johnson, has gotten engaged to milk toast insurance agent Bruce Baldwin, he <laughs> unsuccessfully like tries to lure her away from tame domestic life with a story about the impending execution of convicted murderer Earl Williams. But when what? Hildy <laughs> discovers Williams may be innocent, her reporter instincts take over. Um, that does sound like a gem girls or a gem plot. Also sounds kind of good. It does. It sounds like a very busy plot though. I mean, busy Phillips plot up in here, but <laughs> I think it could, I mean, it's from 1940. So it, it must be slow paced to a degree. Cause movies weren't that fucking, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Then. So maybe no, it's a little bit no, like, you know, no. a little bit, Maybe it takes its time. That was a lot of exposition in that. Yeah, it's probably like four hours long. Uh, Right? Like most of those movies are pretty fucking long. No, I think it's only like an hour and a half. I I definitely saw a runtime somewhere. Or maybe I'm just seeing numbers and just assuming the runtimes. Uh, (laughs) There's just numbers everywhere. Well, there's like, there's ratings or like 7.9% MDB, (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, 80% of users. It's like, whoa. It's a lot of numbers. Relax. Oh, relax, numbers. I can hardly read. What am I, going to math school over here? <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we should just skip over the runway, because we basically already talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Also, so 92 minutes, My girl Fr- his girl Friday is 92 minutes. <laughs> so an hour and a half. I'm definitely going to watch Tote's it. Tote's going to watch it. Your girl Friday, I'll girl Friday. And maybe that'll remove that weird terrifying connection you have with the name friday <laughs> yeah it's really triggering anyway so no, 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 i don't uh, think we've actually really delved into adriana and belladonna's look which i think we've established yeah. that it was trash it was terrible it was just not cohesive like belladonna was wearing a i don't even know what material that was but very form-fitting gown yeah and then yeah. bright pink like, and like glisteny e. Yeah, and then Adriana was wearing, like, a slutty housewife with, like, exposed butt cheeks and a bear in her butt, which I didn't really get that. Yeah, it was a bear. I thought it was a dog. I didn't understand what was happening. (laughs) I was like, did you forget to wipe? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then that was somehow a reference to her having, like, a sex life, which I didn't understand. Yeah, she, like, rubs her butt on bears. Oh. Maybe she's, like, one of those people, you know, Miss... 
uh, Misty from Big Mouth, how she like, how like those characters will have like a stuffed animal that they hump. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, maybe it was like that. Maybe she just likes (laughs) to like sit on a stuffed bear's face. Oh yeah. Um, you know what? (laughs) That doesn't make the look any better. And let's move on. I didn't think she looked very good either. Regardless. Um, (laughs) Then we get Pathea and Apollo, which is also, it's a cool, one cool drag name, Apollo, uh, and also yes. fits with Pathea. I'm pretty sure Pathea is the name of the Oracle of Apollo. Um, anyways. Yes. The transformation on this one is unreal. I think we've alluded to earlier in the episode, but it's real good. Yeah, and um, Pathea did a really good job on their makeup, and the yeah. look was cohesive. Um, yeah, this yeah, like really the, the non-binary it. suit that Apollo was wearing was really cool. Her face... B-A-F in the best of ways. Yes. It was impressive. Then we have Gia and Electric. Um, Gia's wearing some sort of like Peggy Bundy type yeah, outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Electric's wearing like a 50s, 60s prom dress. Um, I actually thought Electric's outfit was pretty good. I was, I actually thought she looked better than Gia. Interesting. If Gia made that, I'm impressed. Yeah, and I think she did. I think she did. Yeah. Um, yeah, electric look better. Um, again, like not a super cohesive look in terms of color, but I guess in terms of like era of fashion. I, I was into it. I, I can see why like, yeah, maybe like you weren't, but I was pleasantly surprised of Gia's actual ability to make something. Yes. Um, yeah. So basically, um, Pythia is in the top. Who else is in the top? Um, it's like Seems really. Like Gia is I nebulous. mean, so Kendall, no Kendall and Gia get a lot of points for their runway kind of story, and they did a good job of on their runway walk. Kendall is very much being kind of Chris Jenner and letting the other one kind of like you know be the star moment while also being kind of a stage mom, and mm. Gia does the whole, you know, supportive mom who wants to see her, you know, girl get on up there. And it, they, they told a story, and they both did a good job for that. So they were praised, and they they basically knew they were going to be safe. And it was I thought it was pretty evident that Pathia was going to win. Isis was mm-hmm. in the bottom because of the fact that she didn't necessarily create, like, a mother-daughter story very well, and Adriana because it was it was a mess. Yeah, it was a it was a hot mess. Um, so yeah, Pythia deservedly wins. Um, Isis is in the bottom, and yeah, I mean, I think despite being in the bottom, Isis still came out on top this episode because her connection with her drag daughter was super, you know, impactful, and it seemed like they had formed a good relationship, um, and she succeeded in making her look really beautiful, and I think that's. A good thing. I don't oh, know. Oh, 100%. Like, even, like, and I agree <clears throat> with what you're saying in the sense that, like, she was in the bottom, but she didn't do a bad job this week. Uh, like, no. at all. Like, I, I thought, one, she owned most of the episode in terms of her, you know, mental health backstory, the moment with her mom, the connection that she had with uh, Michaela, uh, and, you know, she has to be in the final lip sync, or the, the lip sync for your life thing, and she also did a really good job, like, she turned it. Yeah, that was so good. The lip sync when she did like the rap part and started shittily breakdancing. Yeah, so it was good. It was good. It was good. It was, and I think she was being self-aware in it being ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that was this episode. We're now. What was the song? What was the song? It was some Mitsu song that right, was a cover right, of a right. RuPaul song. Was it a cover? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which I'm really sick of them doing on this show. Yes. I want to hear, like, some Canadian, like, produced Canadian written fucking songs. Dude, yeah, give me some Nelly Furtado, at least. Yeah. Where's oh, Nelly I guess Furtado? I think they did. I think they had Nelly Furtado. I think they did Maneater at some point. Yeah, but they could even do, like, I'm Like a Bird exactly. or Promiscuous right, or something. Right, 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 right. The two they could also do. <laughs> They've done Avril Lavigne, right? They did girlfriend or something i think at some <clears throat> point they do avril lavigna you're right <laughs> anyway i just want to see more consistently good lip sync songs because we do have songs here like yeah exactly i think it comes down to them <clears throat> just being cheap about it they're like these songs are probably maybe because they're covers they're cheaper to license or something uh i that must be kind of it to some degree <laughs> because yeah there's a reason why they're doing all these weird covers yeah. Well, anyway, we made it to the end of the episode. Um, sorry if, again for our hiatus last week. I know you all missed oh, us it so was, very much. Yeah, some people went to some dark places because they didn't hear our voices. And maybe and, those people were me. <laughs> right? Me too. I miss hearing the sound of our voices. Right? I mean, yeah, that's what we do for people. Um, anyway, if you liked what you heard and you did because we're amazing or you didn't because you didn't hear us talk, which is like most people, like, let's be honest. Um, check us out on Instagram, Twitter at gem girls podcast on both platforms and go to our website, gemgirls.com. Right. And as you're cruising the information superhighway, that is the modern miracle of the internet. Uh, make sure to also rate us and review us wherever you find podcasts. Uh, and by rate us and review us, we mean five stars and a positive review because Hell that yeah, is, brother. yeah, uh, that's the pod Paul, um, <laughs> which I don't even think I have to say at this point stands for the podcast policy. Right. Exactly. You guys should know that by now. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so with all that said and done until next time, stay, stay outrageous. outrageous. Bye. Bye.